0: July 20th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor.
1: And I'm Riley Fessler.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Russia-Ukraine war, now in its 73rd week, has reached an impasse. Ukraine's counteroffensive has made limited gains, while Russia launched a new offensive. In an attempt to break the deadlock, Ukraine disrupted Moscow's arms supply by allegedly blowing up the Kerch Bridge the only connection between Russia and the Crimean Peninsula. Russia accused Ukraine of a terrorist incident and reported that the damage could be repaired by November. In retaliation, Russia attacked Ukrainian ports involved in grain export, causing destruction and raising concerns about a global food crisis. The conflict continues with both sides struggling to make significant territorial gains. Russian commanders faced insubordination, and Ukraine adjusted its tactics to conserve manpower and equipment. The situation remains tense and volatile.
1: The United States is trying to negotiate the release of a U.S. soldier, Private Travis King, who crossed the heavily armed border into North Korea, but North Korea has not responded to their attempts to communicate. The current situation is occurring amidst strained relations between the two countries, with North Korea conducting missile tests and the U.S. advising its citizens not to travel there due to risk of arrest and wrongful detention. It is unclear whether Private King defected or intends to return. Experts suggest that while a low-ranking soldier like him may have little value to North Korea, his fate remains uncertain. The lack of precedent and Pyongyang's lack of response to communication attempts add to the uncertainty. Efforts are being made behind the scenes by diplomats and military officials to gather information, but the situation is challenging due to the absence of diplomatic relations. There have been cases in the past where American citizens who illegally entered North Korea were released within six months. Some experts believe that if North Korea has little to gain from holding Private King, they may seek compensation and then expel him, which could potentially lead to a resumption of dialogue between the two countries.
0: Following Russia's suspension of its participation in the Black Sea grain deal, The White House issued a warning that the Russian military is preparing for potential attacks on civilian shipping vessels in the Black Sea. In response, Russia has already launched missile and drone attacks on Ukraine's grain export ports, resulting in the destruction of approximately 60,000 tons of grain. The White House claims that Russia has also laid additional sea mines near Ukrainian ports, as part of a coordinated effort to justify future attacks on civilian ships and shift blame onto Ukraine. The Russian Defense Ministry has declared certain areas of the Black Sea as temporarily dangerous for shipping, considering any incoming vessel as potentially carrying military cargo.
1: Elsewhere, Belgian Socialist MEP Maria Arena's house was raided by the police as part of the Qatar investigation a corruption scandal centered around the European Parliament. While several lawmakers from her political group have been implicated in the probe, Irina herself has not been charged or questioned by Belgian prosecutors. However, she was mentioned in an arrest warrant earlier this year, alleging her involvement in a group of MEPs working to enhance Qatar's influence in Brussels. Irina denies any connection to the scandal. Despite the controversy, she has continued to carry out her duties as an MEP, but stepped down as chair of the Subcommittee for Human Rights after failing to disclose a subsidized trip to Qatar. The raid on Arena's property was witnessed by European Parliament President Roberta Metsola, who emphasized the Parliament's commitment to cooperating with law enforcement and judicial authorities. The search was part of a series of searches conducted in Brussels, focusing on locations associated with Arena or her family. The investigation saw a change in lead prosecutor due to allegations of a conflict of interest involving the previous prosecutor's close ties to Arena.
0: Protesters in Baghdad stormed the Swedish embassy and set it on fire in response to the expected burning of a Quran in Sweden. The Swedish foreign minister condemned the attack and criticized Iraqi authorities for failing to protect the embassy. The Finnish embassy, located within the same complex, was also evacuated, but no staff members were harmed. In Sweden, two individuals were granted permission to hold a public meeting where they planned to burn the Koran and the Iraqi flag, and they were linked to a previous Quran burning incident in Stockholm. Swedish police had initially denied permits for such protests, but court decisions overturned these rejections, citing freedom of speech laws. The Swedish government is now considering changing the law to prevent public Quran burnings on the grounds of national security. Video showed protesters chanting and storming the Swedish embassy complex, and Iraqi security forces later intervened to clear the remaining demonstrators. Several Muslim countries and the United States expressed their concerns about the burning of the Quran in Sweden with Iraq seeking the extradition
1: of the Iraqi man responsible for the act. The FIFA Women's World Cup began amidst a tragic incident in Auckland, where two people were killed and five others were injured in a shooting. The offender, who was among the deceased, was a 24-year-old construction worker connected to the site. Despite the incident, New Zealand Prime Minister Chris Hipkins confirmed that the tournament would proceed as planned, with a minute's silence held before the opening game. Authorities stated that the shooting was unrelated to the Women's World Cup, and additional security assurances were provided. The incident occurred near the FIFA fan zone, causing temporary disruptions and lockdowns in the area. The U.S. team and other participating teams were reported safe, and FIFA expressed condolences for the victims and their families. Due to the incident, a FIFA media event scheduled for the tournament start was canceled.
0: In lighter news, a team of four men successfully broke the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to row the length of the Mississippi River. Scott Miller, Judson Steinbeck, Paul Cox, and Wally Worderich completed their journey from Lake Itasca to the Gulf of Mexico in 16 days, 20 hours, and 16 minutes, surpassing the previous record set in 2021. The Guinness World Records confirmed their achievement, providing a sense of relief to Miller, the leader of the Mississippi Speed record team, who can now fully enjoy their accomplishment. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, Be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.